got your nods and your balls, got your grapes and your berries, got your tackle and your stone, you got your lightning and your hairs, got your hangers and you got your knives, got your poopy bristle pads, you got the Bonzi's bowl bag. Welcome to Mark Gaznia. Marky. Welcome, Hi, boys. Mate. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to go on the record early on as saying you're probably up there with my favourite dragon. <laughs> so, thanks, uh, mate. Uh, thank, thanks, for, uh, thanks for joining us in the shed. You mustn't have watched too many years. Uh, no, I've watched a lot of... As you can see, I'm pretty weathered. I've watched a lot of dragons. I can remember us losing 38-0 uh, in 75. So oh, wow. I go back a while. Okay. Yeah. Barnsley ball bag question um, we have at the end of each podcast. Go for it. So, James, you're up first. All right. I'm just going to... Put it on your, let's say your 40th is coming up. Have you had your 40th yet? Uh, mate, it was a COVID fog. I had nothing, but okay. yeah, it was in July. All right, well, happy 40th. <laughs> if you could have your big party, your big 40th, who are your live acts? You're allowed three live acts Ooh. that you can have in your backyard or wherever you're going to have your 40th. Who are you picking, dead or alive? Yeah, wow. Okay. I reckon Max, your three Max, favorite might, bands Max, or? Max might be organising it. Mate, I remember, um, I don't know if you guys heard of him, but um, when I was a kid, Kind of a Cronulla band and um, toe to toe. Yep. Yeah. No. I'd have toe to toe. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. yeah, they're in a fair few surf movies. <laughs> yeah. Mish, Mish has probably yeah, got a poster yeah. on the wall. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'd have, you know what, I'd have Pete Murray because we did that surf really? trip, Latitude Zero. Yeah. yeah. And fuck, Pete was unreal. Like just playing the guitar on the boat, singing the songs. And you know, you know, they're those cruisy songs you know the words yeah, to. Yeah. And before you know it, you're blind. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Robbie Williams, just to yeah. kind of have it. We no, haven't, just had, we haven't it, had him yet. Just to have a chat more than yeah. anything. Like, They're actually free acts we haven't had. I'm loving angels instead. And through where oh, she offers me protection. Forsake me. 
Fucking epic. Well, mate, he Robbie more for the entertainment value. Like you imagine some yeah. of the stories he oh, could tell. He, yeah. Like you Best probably ever. probably wouldn't get him to sing, I'd just talk to him, whereas the other two can play. <laughs> yeah. Hello, sir. Remember me? I'm the man you thought I'd never be. The boy who you reduced to tears. The lad called Thingy for six whole years. Yeah, that's right. My name's Bob, the one who landed the pop star's job. The one who you told Luke don't touch the kid who wouldn't amount to much. Well, I'm here, and you're still there, with your fake sports car and receding hair. Dodgy fire trousers that you think are smart, married to the woman that teaches art, married to the life, married to the school. I want to sing a dancer. Now who's the fool? Sing a dance. You thought I was balmy. Settle down, thingy. Join the army. And who are you to tell me this? The dream I want I'll have to miss. Sir is God. He's been given the right to structure lives overnight. Now I know life's true path. Tanks and guns, that'll be a laugh. Nah, not me. Mega civilian. I won't lead my life riding pillion. But thanks to the vice, and I'm sure it'll do for the negative dickheads just like you. As for now, of a different weapon. Stage and screen is about to beckon. And here I sit in first class. Bollocks, sir. Kiss my ass. All right, speaking of entertainers, in your footy career, who were the guys who you just loved having in your team? Who just lifted the team morale like no one yeah, else? Yeah, um, Sean Timmons, definitely. Really? Yeah, without you didn't strike me like that, mate. Yeah. Funniest bastard off the field ever, <laughs> and just ripped in on the field like yeah. he was one of those guys that was just a you know a good bloke, a bloke's bloke, do anything for the team. Um, and Willie Mason was another good one to have around yeah. the team. You know, like Willie, sure he had his faults, but mate, he was. He knew how to give blokes confidence. He knew how to kind of take the piss out of a moment. Like a <laughs> so, you know, probably probably those two are a good balance, actually. Yeah, that's a good one. So you uh, you depart the dragons and you decide to uh, go to the other side, uh, yeah. other side of the world, and welcome, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go to Barnsley's side and, and have a couple of years uh, at Stade Francais in uh, in Paris uh, playing rugby. How was that, mate? Loved it. To a, Two of the best years of my life. It, yeah. Um, yeah, it was. Like at the start, don't get me wrong, I, when I first got there, I thought, fuck, what have I done, you know? <laughs> because it's the opposite to what um, rugby league is in Australia. You know, you, you, you've got a salary cap. You've got to work your ass off so you don't get injured. You need to be on the field as much time as possible because, you, you know, you're taking up the salary cap. The team needs you to do it. Over there, I remember I did my ankle, I think, second or third game. They're like, mate, go on a holiday. I was like, what do you mean going on holiday? They're like, fucking go away for the weekend. You've only got 45 more games, mate. So go and come back or see you. But it was just – and then so I was like, far out. And then over there, it's a weird system. Um, I don't know if it's changed now, but when you got injured, the government subsidised your wage to the club. So I had to go into the government rehabilitation system. So I went with all the car accident victims and everything like that. And to so, do your rehab. Yeah, or well, to get my ankle. But they were like, and again, no disrespect, <laughs> but man, they were cuddling my ankle and shit like this. Like <laughs> in Australia, you used to just get in these, you know, three, four physio sessions a day, whatever it takes, you're doing. And then I remember saying to my wife, Claude, my fiance at the time, I'm like, mate, this is, this is shit now. It's doing my head in because I wanted to get back on the field and you come to a new club, you want to try, you know, impress, get to know the boys, earn their respect and things like that. And then after, um, I remember the final straw, I busted my ass to get back from this ankle injury and I finally got back to our own physio treating us. And so I had a physio appointment at, um, I think it was 8.30am. I get there, I get there at like 8.15 because, you know, in Australia you're fined if you're late. 8.45, <laughs> 8.50, 8.55, I'm like, fuck, far out. 
And I saw his car there. So I went up. There was a coffee shop not far from Stud John Blanc, which is right next to Roland Garros. <clears throat> There's a coffee shop not far away. I go in there. He's having coffee. I said, what? <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, mate, we've got plenty of time. You know, training's not for ages. We'll just we'll do it in a little bit. Give me another 15 minutes. <laughs> so I think then I was like, you know what, just, got on that. just yeah. go with them. But I don't want it to portray that's what it was like because the big games and it's a home game, then the French are like, you know, we have to switch on. We have to win this. We have to. You don't lose your home games. You don't though, lose your home <laughs> games. Yeah, and the yeah. president makes that yeah. clear. You don't want to lose. Did your you, was Mac was Max your president at yeah, the time? Yeah, Max was our president. You got a. Oh, I don't know. Is, is he's, he, he's is he the president that I'm thinking? Yes. Stories yeah, about yeah, some yeah, great yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah, like Max, yeah. you, you go into detail because he's probably the most. Fa- he was the most famous man in French rugby at the time. A millionaire, a billionaire. I think he was. Was he or something in yeah. terms of? It, I, yeah, I, yeah. A millionaire. Yeah, yeah, but he was. Um, you know, he, he started, I think, um, like free-to-air radio over there, NRG, they call it like NRJ. And, um, you know, he would bought out Madonna and all these big stars for the first time, created the equivalent of MTV over there and stuff like that. Um, and Max was a bit of a rock star because they had this um, – there was a bit of a group in Paris that was called kind of the Gay Mafia and it was basically um, some heavy hitters. It was the boss, the chairman of Universal Music Globally. Um, it was the mayor of Paris. Um, there was another lady that – owned a heap of businesses and um, I remember having to go and have lunch with them kind of a couple of weeks after I arrived and I was shit scared. I couldn't speak French by then. And So you're, did you meet your partner in Sydney? Because she's French, yeah, yeah, yeah. And your no, wife she's now. And, but born she's, and bred on Northern Beaches but yeah, she's right. French by birth, yeah. Yeah, so okay, I didn't her know that. Dad come out here, I think, when they were 23, 22. Right. So I, I always thought you had a little bit of an inkling when you went over there, but obviously not. No. So yeah. I had to uh, – I mean, I'll get to the story when I had to learn French. But just going back on Max, I guess at the start, I think, you know, the whole Australian way, I probably didn't understand him um, or probably get him as much and I was a bit kind of more wary of him, wary of him. And then when I got to speak French and I got to kind of see how he cared for the boys and that – He's actually a really good bloke and he kind of um, – he was quite a deep thinker but he was just so genuine in the boys wanting to do well whereas I thought at the start he was kind of just an eccentric owner that just yeah. kind of – players were a commodity. And then when I got to understand more and understand how he was with the senior players, like guys like Christoph Dominici and um, a lot of these players, Rora Roncero, yeah. Sylvain Marconi, like that, they would give their life to Max because he was – and I get why because they were – Would you describe him as a bit like um, – Nick Politis, but in the sense that he's just way more outlandish. Way more outlandish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like yeah. in that sort of like way he controls a club. And, yeah. But, mate, so gay calendars, not gay calendars, yeah. nude calendars. Nude like calendar. you basically you, – you, <laughs> No, full mate, nude calendar. No, and and yeah. your jo- your, yeah. your Rodney's out and everything. Like, um, mate. Well, and, yeah. Like, oh, mate, and you weren't, sometimes you're touching your toes. Some of the poses. <laughs> yeah, you did it, didn't you? you I, did I, I'd say it's a funny story. I, so, um, hang on. This is a stayed France nude, nude calendar. calendar. Mate, nude calendar. It's huge. Huge, like, mate. Huge. Like, like May Did you know that when you signed? Yeah. Did you know? No, no. I, so I've it's got separate. No, 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 no idea. No idea. <laughs> no, you don't get a contract there unless you get a post nude. <laughs> I had no idea. And then um, so when it, when it all happened, I'd never heard of it. And then the boys were telling me, I think it's Do the Stud, uh, Gods of uh, Gods of Stud or whatever it is. But it's huge. Like he sells millions of copies like in uh, New York, Paris, and obviously to the gay community. So I remember when he asked me to do it and I, I thought it was a bit of a G up. You know, because I was like, what do, you, what, what do you mean? You know, you got to pose nude. I'm like, fuck, mate, I'm not posing nude. I, like, <laughs> I mean, far out, probably the wrong person to pose nude as well. But I was like, mate, I, I, I can't pose nude. I said, I'll maybe a pair of footy shorts or something like that if you want to meet in the middle. But there's no way I'm getting nude. Anyway, he, I, I eventually met in the middle and I did it in undies. 
And um, but I remember, so we were shooting in this amazing building. It was like this four-level apartment in Paris, right on Trocadero, like it's stunning. And mate, the boys just rats ass, just posing nude. They just, they just, <laughs> they just, just walked out, mate. It was for them. It was like a privilege. You know, it was. Right, like, I've made the calendar. Yeah, it's like the I've Victoria's made the Secret. Yeah, was it? Were you Legaz or what was it? What, what, Legaz. I don't even. Mate, I think. I think because I didn't get my old fella. I don't think I made the cut. Like, <laughs> but you still. The funny thing is, like, he'd still pay you just because you did the time and the photos and things like that. But it, again, mate, when you you know, a boy from Mortdale in Australia, you kind of um, probably even a bit of a homophobe back then and things like that. Yeah. Whereas Europe really changes your kind of thinking. Yeah. And, like it just it's they're just. Um, they're very open, very honest, a bit more worldly. That stuff's not awkward. It's not weird. And it's like Japan too. There's no, there's no such thing as no, like you'd think Japan are really uptight, but nudity, it's just not an issue. Yeah, wow. So you go from all the rugby here where people are you know, scared to shower nude and you go over there and if you don't shower nude, you're like going, yeah. who's this bloke? What's his deal? <laughs> Did you do yeah. any calendars? Unfortunately, I didn't have any calendars <laughs> over there, but um, Johnny Bordelins tried to get me to do a few here. <laughs> Don't know if that counts. Wait, oh, Johnny, boy. Yeah, but that, they're not calendars. No, I reckon you're on every month. Get you, do, get you down boat channel fishing with your fucking Jolly Roger out there. <laughs> one, I just want to ask one serious thing because obviously I'm the only one here who seems to have watched SAS, but you I are, love – You are. I freaking love the show. But I love uh, I love seeing Sam Burgess and a, somewhat of a redemption story, but yeah. just how tough he was. I, but what it showed me is how tough it is for guys to make transitions post their career. Yeah. And, and you've made a number of them in different sorts of things. Like what's your advice for people going through those sorts of things? And I think you've got to probably prepare a little bit before you retire. It's probably the only way. Because yeah. if, mm. if you go cold turkey and think it's all going to fall into place, it doesn't. It doesn't. I was very lucky that, again, Fox, but um, – I always wanted to go into business. I sat on the board of the Men of League and kind yeah, of helped I mean, people did a lot of work transition and, and stuff, yeah. kind of saw all that side of things too. But, um, yeah, I, I think they just got to prepare. That's why, you know, yourself with codes. And, and actually rugby is very good at that in offering um, you to a company to basically work yeah. and learn your trade with so that when you retire, you transition. And I think League could be a lot better at that, but I think it would make a difference to people retiring. Do you reckon when you went to Paris for those couple of years and got out of the League bubble, it helped? When you came back, yeah. you just yep. go, you know, fuck it, I'm out of here. Yep. I've, I've been away Mate, from it. I think it changed a lot, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm probably fair to say it changed – even changed like, the way I drank a little yeah. bit, you know. Like you, you, <laughs> over there we took them on a – me and the Scottish bloke took them on a pub crawl on the bikes. They were horrified. <laughs> they were like, who does this? What, 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 you, you don't drink to get drunk. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> so, Yeah. Uh, Kondo's question, uh, Kondo's ball bag question. I'm going to be a little bit selfish because I'm a Dragons fan. Um, are we on the right track? Or if we aren't, who's going to get us on the right track? Mate, we're – I wouldn't – we're probably a little bit off track. Um, I think I think Hook, uh, Anthony Griffin, will change a few things there. He's very he's very big on pathways and development and making sure he rewards local talent as well. Do you rate him? Yeah, I do. I don't think – and I say this respectfully to Hook – I don't think he'll get you a premiership, but he'll point you in the right direction. Um, Similar to what happened at Penrith in a way. In a way, but we, we – the other big thing is too, mate, we, we need to put our money where our mouth is. And I know that sounds bad, but, you know, we, we, we were a club that invested so heavily in the pathways yeah. because we had so much local, um, local talent. And now a lot of other clubs are coming into the shop because we're not spending as much emphasis on that. So me personally, I think we're still about eight, another eight, six to eight years away before we... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. Oh, condo. The mate, the Kiama party, fucking it, shit went weird. <laughs> I'm on. A, I'm on. I'm in year one of 35 year rebuild. <laughs> the Tigers. Condo can't talk. <laughs> Uh, well, guys, uh, hey, I've been wrong before. I could be wrong again. Yeah, I hope you're wrong, and I hope next time you're up here, uh, Woody, Woody and Barnsley can take you for a surf and a and a, and a sweep. Yeah, mate, I'd be stoked. And, yeah, you're um, for rocks. And uh, we could definitely talk for another couple of hours. It's hugely entertaining. Thanks so much. Yep. Thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks for having us, boys. Yeah, unreal. Don't smoke here. We only set fire through the microphones. <laughs> <laughs>